Hey friends, and welcome to another episode of Living in Hope. I am your host, Cassie Merritt. Okay, so here's Thursday the 31st, our very last day of this year. What are you guys doing? I don't know what I'm doing today. I have no idea, but I do know that this is going to be my year where I'm going to sit down and actually (laughs) watch the New Year's thing. What is it called? The celebration, the New Year's countdown, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. I'm going to do that this year and not go to sleep because I think we all need to celebrate how we got through this year. (laughs) And I think there's also a lot of things we can be very thankful for. Honestly, I have a list of things that I am very thankful for. So really, it's those things that God has blessed us with in this terrible year that we need to celebrate, right? Let's think at the positive, Cassie. Remember the positives. (laughs) But anyways, you guys, here is part two of the pastor's Q&A with Pastor Brett Reed and Pastor Aaron Barden. They have so much more wisdom to share with us. So let's go ahead and dive in. So I want to actually, since we're kind of still on that topic, and you kind of, you both touched on it, but what does the Bible say about how we should be following the government? You guys keep mentioning Romans 13. Yeah. People do use that verse a lot, and there might be people who don't understand what that means. So could you break it down a little bit more for us? What's the verse right after it? Yeah. So let me just turn to it here. So we're in Romans 13. If you're listening and you want to look in your Bibles, that'd be great. Mm -hmm. So we're looking at Romans 13. I have the NIV 84 version. So it says, everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, he who rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted and those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. Mm. So breaking it down, you know, the first verse is everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities. You know, we're talking about Roman times. There might not have been a more oppressive government than the Roman Empire. I mean, certainly there are others throughout history. Nazi Germany is one, of course, and uh, the the Soviet Union with with Stalin and those. I mean, the the Roman Empire was not a nice empire. So he's writing to the Romans here and saying, you must submit to the governing authorities. There is no authority except for what God has established. And Aaron said that earlier, is that Mm -hmm. it's not like God is surprised Right. by the pandemic. Right. It doesn't mean he created it. Okay. It could have been a result of sin. It could have been a result of the, the. I mean, there's any number of reasons it could have happened, but he doesn't mention that in here. He just flat out says to obey. Actually, he uses the word submit. Hmm. Um, and, and that I think is actually even more powerful than the word obey. Hmm. Submit yeah. means you're actually coming underneath somebody and respecting their authority as and their position hmm. to yeah. maybe even make decisions that you don't agree with. Yeah, that's good. And that, that's yeah. tough. And he goes even yeah. further. And then, you know, he says, consequently, in other words, by the way, he who rebels against the authority is rebelling not just against the government, but you're rebelling against God himself. That's why I said, if we would choose to socially disobey the government, it's not because we're trying to stick it to the government, because if that's the attitude, then that's that's the wrong attitude. The attitude would be, no, we, we want to obey God's word, right? There's oppressive countries around the world, much more oppressive than the U.S., that don't allow people to go to church. Right. So they have to that's be true. underground. Yep. Right. They're not doing it to stick it to the government, because if they were doing it to stick it against the government, they'd probably die. Mm. 
Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's Come on. True. So they're trying yeah. to worship, <laughs> yeah. and it's it's under. They literally say underground because a lot of times yeah. it's it's in, in a basement somewhere. Yeah. A lot of times they can't sing out loud. Mm-hmm. They have to whisper. Or they have to word the songs together, or they just have to read them. Yeah. Um. Hmm. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. They're not doing what the government has said, but that's because the government has violated God's word. But they're not sticking it to the government. They're actually trying to worship God. Mm-hmm. And they're finding a way to do that so that you know, mm. basically they don't die. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, because I that made me think about at the beginning of this, I was very rebellious against the mask. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I was very rebellious. <laughs> yeah. But the reason I was doing it was because I was trying to stick it to our government. Yep. I was not doing it because, you know, I was just like, oh, this is what God would want me to do. That's not why I was doing it. And I didn't want him to tell me what to do. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's that's huge. That was, you know, I, I think the that. mass thing for me is when I and I talked to a medical doctor mm. who didn't necessarily agree or disagree with the mass. But he said, if a government is going to tell you to wear a mask because it shows love for another person hmm. and they have fears about it, then... Because I, I, I did the same thing. I had one mask and I told my wife, I'm not using another mask. This is going to, I'm only using one mask the whole time. Well, yeah. six months later, my mask could stand on its own and um, probably wasn't the most. Uh, <laughs> probably some Corona in there. Yeah, probably not the <laughs> best mask in the world. So now I've got my second and third mask. So yeah, yeah it's, you know, the, the, again, the role of the church is to love people. Mm-hmm. and to love God and to mm-hmm. make disciples. And to that right. end, as shepherds, that's our focus. Mm-hmm. The devil would love nothing more than for us to all get bound up on all these other things and forget what the role of the church and the message of the church is. Yeah, yeah. And if absolutely. we do that, he wins. Yeah. And so the unity of the body, both Paul, the apostle Paul and the apostle Peter both talk about the importance of the unity of the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Since we're kind of on it, we, we took that measure, you know, as a ministry and I do a, a, a ministry called Love and Life. Right. I got the idea to make some masks with love and life on it, you know, and not no one really here knows about it. And it's not a plug to do for the ministry, but we put it on these masks and we're selling them around our small town and I put it on our standward buy. And I actually got to go and deliver one. A lady bought eight of them and meet her over at the Hagen parking lot. And she's actually a secretary at a hospital and she wanted to wear it because, yeah, like we spoke before, a ton of mental health issues going on and suicides and everything. And she saw she said, I scroll on Facebook and I saw your guys' mask and I wanted those and want to be able to share that message as well of love and life. And mm-hmm. I got to share about Jesus and, the, you know, our concepts all about Jesus coming to give us life and life abundantly. And so it's that way. Like we hate the mask. Like, again, I got used to it. We go through, yeah. Yeah. but now you're seeing platforms and messages that are on there. So if you yeah. can't see your mouth and we can't share, then yeah. this is one outlet we're going to use it for yeah. and we get to go through. And so, yeah, you know, true. it's, it's tough, but again, mm-hmm. using it, like Brett kind of alluded there, we want to be able to use it for his kingdom. Right. And right. so yeah. it's just fun, yeah. not from the church, but was one of those interactions I got to have this year and be able to share and encourage someone mm. in that message. And it's been fun going through town now and seeing all these other people that have bought, you know, that is the, cool. the yeah. limited See ones that? and yeah. <laughs> we're like little respect yeah, to each other through yeah. it. Yeah. And, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Going through. That's cool. Yeah. And I think that's been the biggest thing is like a lot of has changed in my heart that God has worked on me 
Yeah. Like a lot of stubbornness and stuff that I had before the pandemic. And now that the pandemic happened, all those are starting to come out more strongly. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people can agree. There's so many things that you were holding within your heart. And then when you have something this major taking over your, not only your own life, but everybody's life around you, some of those things come to light now. And that's what God has really like been working on in yeah. me is all those things coming out. And well, our American culture is freedom is, if it's not the top, it's near the top. We're yeah. fiercely protective of our freedoms. Mm. And if we feel like those are being attacked, right. yeah. we get pretty stubborn pretty yeah. quick. And we <laughs> yes. didn't get out of the Olympics this year. So yeah, never exactly. Got and I didn't get to have summer breeze. Yeah, no so, camps. And anyway, all these other, it's, yes. I, and I don't want to sit here and we're reading verses and we're saying what, yeah. but uh, it's been one of the hardest years for me personally, because I'm a, I'm an extrovert that likes to be around people. I like to shepherd people and talk to people. And I've had to check my own attitude yes. about this yeah, almost on a daily basis and mm-hmm. having my, both my boys who are in high school and ho- at home learning now since yeah. the second week in March. It's been a struggle. You know, last night, a couple hours helping with homework. It's not a great way for them, particularly one of my boys, to not um, to learn. And so it's it's been a huge opportunity yeah. as parents. Yeah. You know, I told you, love God, uh, love people, make disciples is our goal as a church. Well, each one of us sitting here has children. Those are our disciples. Mm-hmm. And you were asking earlier about how do mm-hmm. I handle this with my children? You talk honestly with them. Mm. Like mom's frustrated yep. about having to wear a mask too. Maybe not with your two-year-old. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you need to sit down here. Yeah. Have belt, let yeah, me open yeah. up to you. <laughs> and I'm going to get on my soapbox and I'm going to preach to you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That might be pushing it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> oh man. Okay. We could talk on that forever, I think. So let's go ahead and move to the next question. Okay. Okay. I actually like this one. What does it look like to not live in fear while balancing that with not living recklessly? Hmm. We could, Cassie, I just want to go real quick because mm-hmm. I, I, I wanted, I think I might've missed it, but I, mm-hmm. when you said the, the one and Brett maybe alluded to it, but if it comes down to it, will we see our oh, church stick yeah. up for our yeah. rights and yep. everything? We, we were on that a little bit, but yeah. yep. we were, uh, moving off of we Romans, we'll go away from Romans a little bit, yeah. but I'm a sucker for the book of Genesis on this one. I'm, I'm mm. going to be looking at Brett a little bit here and he'll give you a nod. Like if this is biblically correct or anything <laughs> like that, but uh, I okay. do the book of Genesis because as we get to ready for 2021 and people start the Bible plans, this is where we're going to be mm-hmm. starting boy. and everybody's fresh, but yeah. sticking up for our rights, the book of Genesis, we get Adam and Eve in this garden, right? And that they were given everything, this abundant creation, everything that's there. And God says that just don't eat of this fruit over here, of this tree right here. But I think this persona of almost my rights that's in this question, Adam and Eve drive that ship and go, why can we not have of this, of the fruit of good and evil mm, here, yeah. right? Yeah. And even I love God and I always say it to our kids, but like warning labels are great things that we have in this life. And God gives them a warning label about this because it mm. says, if you eat of this, you'll surely die. Yeah. We're not talking physical death, but like this is the cause of our spiritual separation from God when we take this and we say, we have the right to eat of this here. And it continues though for us. And so I look at Genesis 11 that we begin even as a society then begin to build a tower thinking we have the right to gain our access towards heaven and some of that proximity. And so what does God do? He, he confuses them and 
that's causes the Tower of Babel and mm-hmm. the kind of this drift and yeah. kills this mission that they're going on. Yeah. And that's good. That's yeah. kind of where we're going is that re regaining the site here a little bit. And this is what we had to do with the youth when we came back to youth group. I had to give this message to them a little bit because we're thinking our rights are taken away, but we were building something and God's saying, no, like, again, we're going to shift the culture here a I little bit. I just hope bit. he doesn't change the languages again. Not the languages, because, yeah, <laughs> not do anything No, I can't those. do that, no. <laughs> but what he did, and, like, Brett's alluding, and it is our mission statement here, and I take this completely from a guy who I listened to with Derwin Gray and everything like that, mm-hmm. because he, he puts it this way, that the loving God is that he's all about, you know, gaining God with us here, Right that mm-hmm. he blesses us through Emmanuel, Jesus, that we're celebrating right now. And so God loves us. He never forsakes us. Mm. He grows Amen. us to make us like Christ, which is our, that is our right, that we, when we come into relationship with him, we can become like Christ and be light yes. and pass that light, right? Yeah. That we get to go through. So what's your right? Like, we're not going to get any of that stripped away, but what you have to do is come in that relationship with Jesus and take that forward, you know, mm. and to be disciples. So yeah. us as a church, we're going on that. And that's why I love being at Camino Chapel, because we are continually seeking how to make more disciples mm. for this. So yeah. we're never going to be, you know, going away from that. But we got to be able to flee from the old self there of Adam and Eve saying we have the right to take this on. Because just think of it, the knowledge of good and evil, as appealing as that is, that brings on so much weight and that's what's really causing all of this that's continually going throughout history mm. is our thinking we have this knowledge right yeah and oh, god yeah. just absolutely and a loving god never wanted you to have that yeah like that's true you had yeah. the whole garden and you yes. didn't have to know right or right. wrong just know god yeah like come on like there's just one thing they couldn't do <laughs> yeah yeah just what? The one thing one. Yeah. yeah but we all have kids and we know that's where they're gonna go but temptation you know, and it didn't shock yes. them but i think that's yeah. just it's a beautiful thing a little bit in that story there for us and you know mm-hmm. and it's our fight like that yeah sure. that was good yep thank you for not letting me go over that question because yeah. that was good <laughs> all right so what what was i on let's see Oh, yes. What does it look like to not live in fear while balancing that with not living recklessly? Hmm. Well, neither are good, right? <laughs> That's so, true. so, and, and there That's maybe true. in the inference of the question is that somehow fear and reckless living are opposite of each other. Um, you know, the person that's afraid is not going to do anything versus a person that's not afraid is going to live recklessly. I don't know that they're opposite of each other on, yeah. as you would say, left to right, liberal to conservative, et cetera. I don't think it's that that's, there's that relationship between mm-hmm. the two, mm-hmm. but I, I do want to read, um, first John four, um, 16 through 18, cause I think it really highlights this idea of fear. Okay. Um, and it focuses it again, not on the fear, but it focuses it on God. And that's, that's the important thing. Cause I think when you focus on fear, it gets worse. Mm-hmm. But if you focus yeah. off of fear and on God, that's when, mm-hmm. um, because God is love, that's when it puts the fear into perspective. Okay. So, um, first John four, I'm reading again, the NIV 16 through 18. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. In this way, love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment, because in this world we are like him. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. Because fear has to do with punishment, the one who fears is not made perfect in love. 
And so for the person who is fearful, focusing our hearts on God, and he penetrates us with the power of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and supernaturally can put some of those fears to rest. I'm not saying that if you have fear that somehow you don't have God in your life, but I'm saying maybe your focus isn't where it should be. And ways of doing that are reading God's word, praying, fellowship with people, even if it's over FaceTime or, or Zoom or yeah. Microsoft Teams or mm-hmm. yeah. whatever yeah. platform you <laughs> choose to things? use, yeah. uh, Facebook Live, whatever yeah. it is that you want to yeah. use. Yeah. But with regards to reckless living, that could be in and itself not love either. Um, if you're yeah. recklessly living, especially in this time, if let, let's say, for example, you're in a situation, you're just like, I'm not going to wear a mask. I don't want to wear a mask. I'm just not going to. First of all, the virus is real, so that could have medical effects to you. But then you're also sending a message to somebody else you don't care, potentially. And so that could be viewed as reckless. And if you're recklessly living like that, well, there's Mm -hmm. consequences for that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I've heard people say, well, you know, I'm just going to live my life the way I want to live. And God, Mm -hmm. you know, when it's my time to go, it's my time to go. Yeah. Um, And, and... Um, that's first of all that's not biblical Hmm. and second of all it almost sounds like you're tempting god to do something Hmm. um you know like i'm (laughs) i'm gonna do this and and if god so feels like it he'll take my life and i'm not gonna worry about it Hmm. um that's carelessness and recklessness and that's not biblical either Hmm. that's good yeah because i've heard a lot of people say that Hmm. yeah yeah that uh, when god knows my time i think i've even said that well god does know your time that's not right that's not wrong he numbers our days that's correct but if you're using that to be reckless yeah it's almost like you're tempting or testing god in his his power Mm. and his knowledge in that yeah so Hmm. that's just not an area where i would want to no it doesn't mean don't take risks it doesn't mean don't go have fun it doesn't mean even do things that might be a little bit dangerous but you're doing i like to ride motorcycles on the street (laughs) and inherently there's a lot of risk in that yes uh reckless would to me would be not wearing a helmet and going 125 miles an hour yeah that's reckless yeah uh but taking a class on how to ride a motorcycle wearing a helmet wearing protective gear and driving the speed limit and being aware of other cars around you yeah that's probably more dangerous yes but you're being smart about it yeah well so, depending on who you are if you yeah. don't like motorcycles yeah. no matter what you do <laughs> yeah, it's yeah right right so basically don't go bungee jumping without yeah. the bungee saying god knows my time yeah skydive and say well if god loves me he'll protect me somehow yes, you right? want to listen to that full instruction that they give you before right. yeah. There. yeah it's called parachuting for a reason you needed a parachute right. you need the parachute <laughs> yes all right do you have anything to touch on that i just yeah i love that verse that brett chose. And and even for me, just when fears brought up, I I look at when I, you know, again, found Christ and was developing into his, you know, understanding and and what his plans are for us that uh, second Timothy one seven is Mm -hmm. a a big, strong life verse. And, you know, if you don't know it and you're kind of uh, growing in the faith, highlight this thing and and staple it on your heart or prescribe, get a tattoo. I got tattoos, but (laughs) no, we, it says for God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love and Mm self-control. So even when you're just like, how do I not live in fear? Well, that's not what God built us. You know, there's, we got Mm. so much power and this love and the self-control like Brett's going. It's like, 
you know, not recklessly going that, but the self-control is that he's given you wisdom and that we got to gain that wisdom. And mm. James one five says that if anyone lacks wisdom, then you should ask God, you know, yeah, so exactly. yeah. you're going through this and you're struggling, you know, we got a lot of time this year. And again, I feel like I've lived through five years in 2020 <laughs> it's like already. Groundhog's yeah. Day, right? How many birthdays did I have? But, <laughs> you know, but you've had all this time to yeah. gain the wisdom from him. Yeah. And so he wants you to do those things. And yeah, yeah. It's, it's so tough. Like Brett and I totally agree about those policies and you want to be reckless, right? And go through your car right. sounds better when it's fast. Sure. But <laughs> that's what happens husband. when that, yeah. yeah. When that alert yeah. goes off and yeah. you lose control, you know, it's not going right. to end well. And yeah. But yeah. they put that policy for you. Right. So right. I thought my funniest policy, we were, th- me and Brett were talking about this before about the speed limit. I was thinking my first time in Minnesota, they actually have a sign over there, the minimum speed, not the maximum. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Minimum yes. 50. Yeah. like what's well, this for okay. like yeah like there's a here's a policy for your grandma i guess right that <laughs> yes. you at least have to go 50 yes but, you have to at least yeah. do that but <laughs> oh we, we just get to go through those avenues yes that's so true okay so still staying on the fear topic what can we teach our kids about fear hmm. how can we help them conquer fear through a biblical perspective hmm. i so yeah we just again we just had our you know second child ruby joy right and just through the buildup of it that's one of the best parts of 2020 and that proximity we knew of having this baby and got to bring you know life and but as a parent and young you know youngish or wherever you put yourself in this category (laughs) but i still feel young young. still young we're still young 33 but we go through is so it's not a slam on parents listening to this but if we're asking this question of teaching our kids Hmm. i think our generation in some category has failed in the sense that we have passed the baton of of training our kid to our iPad or iPhone or technology devices and instead of inscribing them into scripture and God's promises. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I'm you know, we're there. We look at what we do. It's so easy to give a tablet or something and Netflix and your favorite kid show that they've seen two hundred yep. times yep. There. and go yes. through. Yep. But are we actually sitting down and, and sharing with our child about this concept of fear? And so mm-hmm. I think and I actually had a good story like Millie, our oldest, three years old, hates the dark. Mm-hmm. And I hate the dark. Like mm-hmm. even there's honesty from the yeah. podcast, right? Like yeah, I'm a youth leader. Yeah. I hate dark games. I hate going around at night and doing patrols or anything <laughs> like that because the dark's just <laughs> not my thing. But in scripture, it tells us that in him uh, was life and life was the light of mankind mm. and the light shines in the darkness and darkness has not mastered it. That Jesus came to be the light and conquers it and is our hope, right? Yeah. Where we go through. And so... Yep. At bedtime, I'm sharing this to our our daughter because she hates the dark. And I go, well, guess we love Jesus, right? She's right. And so we don't have to fear the dark because Jesus has defeated the dark, Mm. right? And so now Mm. at bedtime, she's even like looks at us and it's kind of a a running joke. The kids like take that. Again, I'm a high school pastor. So I take these high school concepts and trying to bring it to Mm -hmm. a toddler. But (laughs) Sarah laughs at me, but... Yeah. But she comes and she just knows, okay, well, Jesus is my protector. Mm. We get to go through those things. And so, mm. but we got to be able to bring scripture. Like yeah. that's the concept. Like mm-hmm. where's the balance here of what's mm. the influence to your kid? You know, is it going to yeah. be the, the, the screen or are we going to be a generation who actually like institutes and builds that concept with our kid? Mm. Yeah. 
That's good. <laughs> yeah. Chip Ingram has a great uh, author and pastor, uh, has a great quote, uh, more is caught than taught mm. um, with your children. They're watching you more than they're actually listening to you. Oh, yes. And yeah. so they need to see you praying. They yes. need to see you, you know, reading scripture. Uh, I remember when I was a kid, I was afraid of absolutely everything. Learning a lot about the past. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not so much maybe anymore, but man, when I was a kid. And my mom gave me a verse, Psalms 56, 3 and 4. And I, I to this day, I don't know if it's she gave it to me because she was just tired of me coming into her room at night or she really wanted me to. Um, either way, either way I remember both. it. It had had impact. Uh, when I'm afraid, I'll trust in you and God is word I praise and God I trust. I'll not be afraid. What can mortal man do to me? Because I was always afraid of some kind of boogeyman of right. some sort. And the dark, of course. And she just said, you need to say this to yourself over and over in life about fear. Again, teaching them verses like 1 John four sixteen that God is love. And because he is love, we don't have to worry. Yeah. Um, and praying with them and emphasizing with them and validating their fears and understanding that you have fears and what you've done in the past, your experiences. I think one of the worst things you can do with children is shame them. So validating, even though it may not make sense for them to be afraid, because most fears are not rational, but yeah. they feel rational. So validating the fear and then coming on, on the backside of it with scripture and God's truth, and then sitting down and praying with them and saying, yeah, you know, it. we're going to teach you about this. We don't need to be afraid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like good. even for us, again, the pandemic side of things too, just your kids asking, why do we have to wear a mask? You know, yeah. it's obviously the kid's top question. And we've always just yeah. said, yeah, obviously people are sick. And we, so then we use that concept again, sitting with our daughter and just going, well, let's look in your, even your kid's Bible, the beauty of a kid's Bible, it's got all Jesus's miracles in there. <laughs> and you yeah. get a show of, we started showing Millie, like here, he healed a person who was blind here. He let this guy walk. He like, we have a God who loves us so much and heals us and can conquer this. Like we're, you know, vaccines are going out now, but Jesus was and is the ultimate vaccine, right? That we yeah. can go through who heals yeah. all and, and, you know, has no bounds. And so yep. instilling that to your kid and showing yeah. those concepts. So, right. you know, there's sickness, but we don't have to fear the sickness because mm -hmm. we have Jesus, yeah. you know, and getting them through. And it's again, we're honoring these people with it, but yeah. You're just like, yeah, again, how are we going to help our kids? It's, it's through sitting. Don't think they don't understand it in some, mm -hmm. you know, whatever age they're at. Again, ours is three years old and she's starting to grasp those concepts. Yeah, that's yeah. the power of God's word for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, where does fear come from? It comes from the unknown, right? Mm -hmm. It's the darkness within our world and God that's is right. our light. And that's, that's right. what we need to be teaching our kids is he's light and in, in revelations it talks about how he is the light <laughs> you yeah. know he's gonna illuminate there will no longer be sun that's right he will be the light that is i feel like is a great thing that you guys taught here so you, yeah. I, it keeps coming up mm. about how god is the light yeah. <laughs> so when I you like focus that. on fear you also you have the absence of focusing on hope mm -hmm. and so if you can focus on god you know the, the bible tells us to keep our eyes lifted to him Mm, yes. And when our eyes are off him, mm -hmm. you know, it's like a flashlight in the dark. If you look to the left of the flashlight or the right, or you turn around, it's still dark. It's still dark. But yeah. when you focus on the flashlight, you can see at least what's right in front of you. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that reduces some of that fear when you're on, when yeah. you look at the light. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We don't know what is going on in the world, but God does. He yes. is in control. 
Yep. He's got this, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. So last question here. Do you think that it's important? Oh, this is going to just kind of end it all. So New Year's, we're going into 2021. Hmm. Um, do New you... date to ride on your stuff. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Riding okay on your checkbook. <laughs> yeah. 2021. I know. Let's just get over 2020. Let's go to 21. Do you think that it's important to set New Year's resolutions slash goals for the new year? So I like goals. I'm a goal setter. As long as there's flexibility in the goals for the Holy Spirit to lead. Right. Um, I think 2020 was a great example of that. And even if you're not flexible, you'll be made flexible as a follower of Christ because that may not be what God has for you. But yeah, I'm, I'm a I'm a proponent of goals. I think they're yeah. good. Yeah. As long as you're not worshiping the goal um, that you're right. just trying to do, you know, for example, you know, maybe you're trying to trying to get in shape. And so your goal is to, to run a mile or two, four or five times a week to try to lose maybe a few pounds and try to get in shape. Mm-hmm. You know, I think those things are actually really healthy. Yeah. Again, as long as there's that flexibility of, as you're focused your eyes on Christ, on what mm-hmm. he might have for you during yes. that year. Yeah. And I think we've learned that more probably than any other year yes. in 2020. <laughs> yes. It's been a year of flexibility. There's no doubt yeah. about it. I had all sorts of goals for 2020, but those just went out the window. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Not doing yep. those Don't anymore. put them out the window. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now they I can know. come back in 21. Yeah. Yes. We'll bring them back around. We'll try again. <laughs> you can bring those things. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm goals for sure. But with that concept that you can't do New Year's resolutions uh, just to follow trends, because I think that's where failure of the resolution comes because yes. you just based it off a trend and yes. what the, the planet fitness wanted you to do or whoever else <laughs> is like trying to get you inspired to go through or and, sell you a mer- piece of merchandise yeah, sell you right. in, get you in that year-long contract or i've yeah. had so many gym memberships that i've got suckered <laughs> in by that you know <laughs> oh, anytime fitness i'll put you there but we there's one person that said that the goal when you set up a goal and it's true when i read this is that it's got to be your daily goal right uh, and so it's just not your year resolution. You're, you're choosing each day to achieve that. And, yeah. you know, even scripturally it says that we are to be imitators of Christ. So when you wake up before you even think of your wardrobe, who are you going to imitate today? And mm-hmm. hopefully that's Christ yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. when you're going mm-hmm. through and like running, you know, 2020 is the year I, I become a runner, you know, I'm, boy. I'm claiming it, I'm mm-hmm. going through almost a hundred miles for December here and yeah. going through Dang. and got 365 from April and all these things. So I'm going into 2021 ready to still achieve those concepts. You know, it's even through that, the Nike app here where we, I use, they got a coach, you know, speaking in your ear as you're going through. And it's this virtual coach that helped me understand this. And I even take it into ministry because I'm doing this while we're away from church and kind of figuring out when we get back and what's looking at that coach on this app was saying, you know, Hey, you're the one in control here a little bit. So if you're tired, take a break, right? Mm, you know, yeah. we're going to, the clock's still going to go, but you can take a break. And a little yeah. bit of that for yeah. us is even like those goals. Yeah. You took a break, but you, you can still achieve, you know, a long break. Yeah. Long break. Those, <laughs> yes. You know, your two your hour now, <laughs> you know, big water break, anything like those, those concepts. Right. But, uh, scripturally, uh, I just think it's here. Like it says, uh, Ephesians five fifteen through 16, that be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, you know, scripturally mm-hmm. there, making every opportunity here. So 
That's why I love December. I love December because we celebrate the coming of Christ, that yes. mm-hmm. the coming of him as a, you know, mm-hmm. all the yeah. shepherds and the story and that Christ has come. And, but we also look at it because we start a new year and we get to go into those avenues. And like my life verse of John 10, 10, that the thief comes to seek, kill and destroy. And that's what 2020 has kind of looked like. Yeah. But he came to give us life and life abundant. Hmm. You know, and so yep. when you seek, seek that out and you look at your, you know, to do's, man, all, we are to seek the abundant life of Christ. Hmm. And that's only ultimately really found in him. But yeah, yeah set up the goals. Like hmm. God wants you to be the best. Yeah. Like that's when we're looking at all of this. And even if you're listening and you're, you know, the emotional side and suicides that are, you know, abundantly high, it's always increasing. Even before 2020, it's statistically yeah always proving and gaining its rank where we don't want it at towards the top but just know as i shared to the students your story matters Hmm. you know in this and so you're he's got a story written out you have great purpose and so when you're looking at this don't let you end it right don't end your story because god's got it written out in such beauty Hmm. really Mm -hmm. in that and so Mm -hmm. and part of that's setting up a goal you know and that's, you know, hopefully it starts with Jesus uh, for that way, for it. But mm, yeah, that was good. goal setters for sure. Yeah, yeah. I I need to actually, I love setting goals because it just kind of gives you something to focus on. And you're right. We should be making sure those focus around God. Like, mm. are these going to bring me closer to God? Mm-hmm. Are these going to grow my faith? You know, those that's type right. of things. Like, is it doing me good rather than bringing me down every time I don't achieve it? Then mm-hmm. You know, you have to look at those things as well. Because, Absolutely. yeah, because yeah. this is beauty. I say I became a runner, but before this, like, yeah. I thought running was the most stupid thing out there, you know? And now yes. here I am telling You're my running. wife before dinner, hey, I'm I need out. to go out for like two miles and then <laughs> yeah. all those. Like, but yeah. you just need it because actually that's where I process. It's where yeah. I've actually been able to like yeah. see, yeah. become a better husband, yeah. better, all these a- other avenues. And so, mm. Whatever it is, like I'm yeah. not here to say you gotta become a runner, but you know, start <laughs> start, drawing, you know, start drawing. Start drawing. joining that club. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> start drawing and, and wherever yeah. it might be. But yeah. what's gonna allow you yeah. to just be rest? Yeah. And like, yeah, again, yes. Yes. find God, that's find so the hope. True. Yes. Yep. I love it. All right. I think that's a great spot to end. But could one of you pray over our listeners sure. going into 2021 and everything? Sure, I'd be glad to Thank to do you. that. Heavenly Father, we come before you. We thank you for Cassie and for Aaron and for this podcast. And if there's anybody here who is fearful or is got sadness in their heart during this season, uh, that they would choose to pick up the phone and call somebody, even the church here, um, to talk to one of the pastors or one of our directors, uh, I lift them up to you. And I, I just pray that, that you would guide 21 the year 2021, like you did the year 2020, you, none of this surprises you. And so we can find absolute peace in you and knowing that you are God. And so for this new year and for this podcast, as it reaches however many people it reaches, wherever they're at, that they would make a decision to follow you as their personal Lord and Savior and begin the journey with you. The decision is not the beginning and the end. The decision is the beginning of a relationship and a lifetime um, of, of learning to be more like you. So again, thank you for this podcast. Thank you for Cassie. And again, thank you for Aaron. And uh, for all those who are listening, we pray for them as well. And we pray and ask these things in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 
don't know about you guys, but I learned so much from this conversation. I'm honestly going to go back and re-listen to our conversation and sit down and take notes and really pray and think about the answers that they gave us. I know that's probably going to help me set some new goals for 2021. And I hope you guys do the same thing. Really think about what they're saying, pray over that. And hopefully it helps your aspect and some of those fears and questions that you had in your, your life. Hopefully you were able to get some answers to that. But otherwise, you guys, happy new year. I am so excited for the new year. I'll see you next Monday.